the place, Bank Street Social, the occasion, the Dragonheart end of season party. I'm Mark Griffiths, he's Che Long, that's Bill Long, and this is Dragonheart. But unfortunately, Neil can't be with us because he's handling some pigs or something. We miss you, El Porco. Yes. We've got lots of fantastic guests. This will be a treat for all Wrexham fans and sentient beings. So after this, the Dragonheart end of season awards ceremony. I'm Aaron Hayden, and this is Dragonhearts. Well, let's start off with uh, proper legends. Don't let the others hear what we're saying there. But, uh, you know, Neil Roberts, Mia Roberts, I mean, it's nice to finally have a, a league title in your household, isn't it? Can't wait for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, what? Firstly, I mean, what a season for you! What a season for the team! And I see for you, as a Wrexham fan and as someone living the dream out on the pitch. Yeah, it's honestly, I like everyone who keeps saying it to me. I, I find it really difficult to put it into words. I can't. Um, obviously, as like you say, as a player and as a fan. You know, for what, from watching the men's on a Saturday and then, you know, getting up and heading to wherever on the Sunday and pulling that shirt on, it's it's really special. So um, yeah, I, can't, I really can't put it into words to be honest with you. But a picture paints a thousand words, and your social media is awesome because you you are just like what any of us would be, you know. Especially the game at the racecourse. I mean, that was just oh man, you you put it beautifully just by us watching it. You know, it was fantastic. Yeah, like obviously, I'm very lucky to have you know a few photos like that in my in the photo album. So. Um, you know, I, I, we had to. I think that was one of the photos in the changing room. We we said, you know, if we ever get the opportunity, we, we're going to have to recreate it. And you know, luckily enough, we we got the opportunity. And yeah, it got a few likes for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, Neil, you, you must have have lots of photos during your career of you celebrating winning a corner or you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were going down this road, but oh, let's carry on, let's crack on. Every road has to I don't know what to say to that, Mark, I'm but sorry, yeah. I apologise. You, you won't throw in as well. I'm sure you have assist at some point. I don't mind, I don't mind. No, listen, like for me, I'm obviously, first and foremost, I'm super proud of what, what me has achieved, achieving, and um, yeah, I'm again a fan myself now so I'm I'm on the other side so to speak in the stand watching uh, watching Phil and the and the team uh, putting on putting on a show as the song goes and uh, and loving every minute it must be incredible yeah. isn't it yeah it, what's it like having you know, your dad as an actor pro is it easy to go get advice or always since like growing up always as a family I think we've always all loved football pretty much and um you know, ever since I was little, he's always encouraged me to, to play. I, obviously, I used to play with like the boys and stuff because there wasn't many, uh, too many girls teams. So, but he, it's great, isn't it? Really being able to have him in the, like picking me up from from games and stuff and being able to say, you know, what what did I do well? What did I not do well? And but you know, he's not one who shouts at me from the sidelines. He's never been that sort of uh, pushy parent or anything. But um, no, it's brilliant and yeah, it's it's top class really. It must it must be brilliant for you as well because. You go to the women's games and you see loads of young girls who, and, and I, 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 people talk about like, you know, 
kids want to emulate the players they see on the pitch, but I've never seen it as clearly as with your team because the young girls are there. You can see, you can feel that sense of, wow, I love these guys. I want to be like them. I want to be doing this here one day. It's so tangible. I mean, that must be brilliant because you're making, you know, you're. you're What's it like to be a pioneer, basically? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, every time we play, whether it's at Rose or obviously the race course was, you know, unbelievable as well. But you know, there's little girls there and, and little boys as well. Let's not let's not you know forget them as well. And they all want a picture or your autograph. And for me, that's something I could never have dreamed of. I know I probably speak on behalf of the other girls as well. But um, but yeah, you know, I think growing up, like I said, there wasn't many people you know like in my position like I'm lucky enough to be in now so um, for me if I can inspire just one little girl to go right I want to play football then you know that's job achieved really you know that's perfect. Well I, I took my two boys to the game at the race course and you're inspiring the boys as well honestly yeah, well, they, they loved it honestly. Yeah. 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 It's kind of mad for us as well because when I first, I, I was quite a late bloomer for going to watch football, I was about 15, 16, but when I first started going, you were playing for Wrexham, and now when, when my nephew Chase lads are going, first started going, they, they're watching you play, so. <laughs> 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 well, it's nice, I mean, again, you know, we, um, we're a footballing family, so my mum used to play, my auntie played, uh, obviously my brother's team, it's quite well known at Wrexham as well, so, so playing here, so. You know, me has kind of carried on, carried on the tradition of uh, footballers in the family, and it's um, it's a big part of our lives. And you know, Wrexham doing well is, is obviously something that we want to continue, and both the women's and the, the men's teams have often amazing well this year. Neil, I've got one or two questions really for the American audience, the Canadian audience. What was it like being a player in the seasons Wrexham you played with, played in? Like, what's the club like in contrast now? Well, I think, um, I think again, in terms of, first and foremost for me, the football club's always about the people. So whether that be fans, whether it be staff, and whether it be players, and I put players last for a reason, because football club is all about the fans. Secondly, if, if you can get the right staff in and around that building, and then players... They're the final piece of the jigsaw in many ways, you know. So, so I think in terms of the contrast from my first period at the club, it's a little bit night and day in terms of investment, um, but that's clearly obvious for everyone to see. But I think for I think for any new fans watching, especially over in the states or Canada or or any other areas of the world, um, I think the biggest thing to for them to understand and know is that the the passion the pride and, and the, the belief has always been there so it's like it's not that's not new that's not that's not happened in the last couple of years and you know as good as Rob and Ryan have been you know they've just given us the opportunity and the platform really I think to now build upon and go to the next the next step which was obviously the first one being getting back in the league so you know my first period here was amazing because I went from schoolboy to to young professional and you know I did three or four years here before I then moved on um, to to pastures new um, my second period not so good um, but again my return at that time was built on sort of promises made which weren't seen through um, kind of guarantees about players staying on and maybe new players coming in so um, 
yeah, it's obviously the structure that's in place now that wouldn't happen, yeah. and it can't happen, and it's so it's so amazing for us all as fans to kind of know that we're in safe hands. Yeah. It's such a it's a calming feeling, I think, and I, I, I know me is similar to me is that you wake up every day and you think, what's going to be the story today? And I've seen, you know, I've seen they've they've put a five day plan out. Well, when have we ever had a five day plan? You know, we haven't had a one day plan, have we? So. I th- I just think it's a sign of the times, and you know there's 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 a real sort of calmness about the place. So for any new fans, you know, get on board and uh, and join the ride. What was it like as a Wrexham lad playing against the likes of Chester and Shrewsbury? Yeah, you know what? I mean, a lot's made out of that, especially the Chester games for obvious reasons. And you know, Shrewsbury does go a little bit under the radar when when Chester's in the conversation, but but no, they're both massive games and. And again, I think um, I think it's one of those that I think there's a lot of, a lot about self-control being a local <laughs> lad when you're in those games because all week, probably two weeks leading up to it, you'll get the messages, you'll get the phone calls, make sure you do this, that, or the other. And again, <laughs> you have to you have to be careful because ultimately you want to win the game, you want to get the three points, or or if you're in a cup game or whatever it is. And thankfully, I think we've been pretty successful over the years as far back as I can remember getting yeah, yeah. either three points or, or through in cup games and you were certainly uh, you know, willing to score past when it needed to be done weren't you absolutely again probably similar to the daughter is that made the most of celebrating those yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose your best chance of playing Chester in the derby is in the European Cup I suppose isn't well, it you know, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean I have to be the, the yeah, yeah we'll have to do, cover that I'll tell you what, you said earlier, links perfectly, because at the end of each segment we're going to talk about one of the awards that our listeners have been suggesting, and one of them has said is the most surprising moment of the season. For me, the biggest surprise is that Danny DeVito hasn't been to a game, but like you say, anything can happen. What's been, anyone, anyone, what's the most surprising thing that's happened? I think... um all those offside decisions against Notts County. <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, the most predictable thing on earth. That well, was. I think Ben Foster <laughs> signing. Yeah, I think yeah. the time he signed. You know, you were really unsure, weren't you? At the time. No, I wasn't. I was certain. <laughs> I was certain he wasn't coming. Um, yeah, that has to be. I mean, that was, you yeah. know, sign a penalty caliber goal. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. wasn't in the know? Yeah. yeah. Really thought it was going to happen, did they? It was nonsense. I still don't think it has happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a dream. Foster and Foster. Um, yeah, for, I mean, for me, I, I probably got a couple, but um, I was going to say um, Luke Young getting dropped and coming out of the team. But I think probably the biggest surprise for me is Paul Mullin not having received a Welsh call up for sure yet. Because, because again, what he's achieved and what he's done in front of the Welsh manager as well. I think he must be at the very forefront of his thoughts, especially, you know, given probably the, the not massive pool of talent in that area as well. You know, he's done, he was best played against Coventry on the pitch, he was best played against Sheffield United, yeah, yeah. two of the informed teams, well, potentially two Premier League teams next season if Conchie do it. And I think, I think that kind of put himself into the frame to, to be in at least a training camp. Yeah. So that 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 was my that was my biggest surprise. Yeah. I mean, it's been 
honestly, I, I, I could probably list you about 20 odd, like from women's and men's, this yeah. is, but I think it's got to be, you know, walking, coming, or the week before the race course, seeing what the ticket figures are up to. Like that yeah. for me was just, you know, I think there was a lot of chat beforehand, and I know you were quite. Um, I was Conf- confident. very yeah. confident about telling me there was gonna we were gonna hit the record, and I was saying no, 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 don't be really good. Probably don't. because I didn't want you to get <laughs> stage fright. Yeah, I was like, don't get my hopes up, don't get my hopes up. But you know, seeing when it hit that nine k, and then um, I think I was warming up at the time when they announced that it hit the attendance was nine point five, I think it was. And I remember just looking at the board, thinking, oh my god, like I was here at the men's game when it was that the other week. Do you know what I mean? So that that for me, I think that made my head fall off a bit. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did that feel walking out? You know, you give it, you give it all up, didn't you, when you came <laughs> on? There? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you've got it. You was ever in the position to play on the race course, even if it was in one of those corporate games, I'd be giving it all the <laughs> with no crowd, but. Again, but you never know, do you? You don't know if that'll no, be your last true. opportunity. So I think you know, I, I don't think you've got to worry about that. The bus parade was unbelievable. Like, I, I think surprise is one word for it in a way. When you come, come came around that corner and there was just more people because you know at every turn there was just thousands and thousands of fans and that like obviously another surprise was Robin Ryan actually being on our bus. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that looked very much like the party bus from my perspective. I got to say, I, I think we got a winner there. I think you're right. Forty thousand people coming to Wrexham to celebrate that and the way it all kicked off. We all thought it'd be amazing beforehand, but it, it, it massively exceeded that. I think I think that's the yeah. winner, do you think? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'll take another loser's medal. Well, well, I like your insatiable winning attitude. Thank you so much for all, well, me first, for all that you've done this season, because you've done so much not only to, to bring success on the pitch, but also to add to that fantastic integration between the community and the team. And Neil as well, thank you so much. That's a pleasure. Um, for winning that corner back in <laughs> 2000. That we probably scored from, so I'll get an assist, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Some of us, some of us back on the away end of each other's stadium, didn't we? I prefer the days prior. I prefer yeah, the first spell. Yeah, fair point, fair yeah. point. Well, thank you both so much. It was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, guys. I'm Dominic Bowes, and uh, this is Dragonheart. Well, we're now joined by the three-headed media beast. That is... Rob Stead, Tommy Kaus, and Amy Davis. And obviously the first question, Tommy, um, your haircut, why? This is just minimalist, this is mate. It doesn't get any longer or shorter. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> As you can see from me, I have been a lot closer to him. <laughs> from a media point of view, because I have a funny feeling Tommy might win that battle if I take it any further. I mean, <laughs> first time for everything. The, um, I mean, 
it's, it's just been ludicrous from all your perspectives, surely, to, to, to share a season like this. I mean, from the inside, incredible. Oh, it's been amazing, hasn't it? Like, just to be a part of it, it's been like, honestly, there's no words that you can put into it of how amazing it's been all season to experience everything that's happened. I suppose you, you watch it from a different point of view as well, don't you? So me and Rob are like at the side of the pitch and then Tommy is from more from up the stands. So it's like, it's interesting to hear other people's points of view, I think. I, I just feel like we've come a long way as a club and a fan base from Mahita Malongo Clearing, clear, clearing the cop with a with a shot from ten yards out. So I think. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Robbo's not happy in the back there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I it has been absolutely incredible. And just do you know what? I feel so privileged to be able to sort of you know do the job I do as a fan as well. It's just absolutely incredible. Having said that. I look over at the tech end from the press box and think, oh, I wish I was over there. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, because I think when you work in it, like everyone's like, oh, did you see that pass that he did? I'm like, literally, no, you can't. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's the same for you, Rob. You can't, like, focus on the actual football, like, because we're just following the ball to wait for something to happen. So, like, if someone scores and then we filmed it or photographed it, it's, like, really hard to... When, when I'm editing, that's when I watch the, the game back. I was going to ask you, do you actually learn anything of the game because you're so focused <laughs> off on the job? No, not really, because you, you, you see when you're capturing the ball as it goes in and you're kind of just waiting for the, yeah. the crowd and to, then you're like, oh, to roar. And then but you have to turn to the fans yeah, or do you, yeah. are they going to come towards me? Is it in focus? So there's like so many things to think about. But like, I like, quite, sorry, I like, like watching it on telly. So like when we've got away games, that's when I can relax and enjoy it, you know, the games that I don't go to. So like, but obviously I love my job and I feel really lucky to go through the journey of um, what we've been through over the, I've been there two years. So yeah, it's just been, it's hard to put into words, I think. But it's it, like you say, that the point of release and excitement when we score is the point when you two have got to be the most clear headed <laughs> and not excited, isn't it? To make sure you get your job done. So. I sometimes do like a little fist bump just before, <laughs> like with the hand that I don't film on. <laughs> I just try and get it in. But um, yeah, no, it's really hard. And then like you do want to celebrate with the fans, but then you get the adrenaline and the emotion through when we score, through filming the, the emotions of the fans, you sort of feel it that way. But after sort of cope with it a different way don't you I guess and, and just the privilege to be where we're actually sat yeah. in front of the fans you can oh. almost feel what the players are feeling that roar that just comes out is just incredible yeah there's a sound like I remember when I first did it like you don't realise how loud it is when you're in there obviously when you see it on telly but like yeah it's just mad I gotta say as well, just uh, like you know, you guys do an absolutely incredible job, and this is the o the one and only time you'll ever hear me praising Amy for anything. <laughs> but, uh, but no, they do an absolutely, <laughs> they do an unbelievable job, oh, and you know, you. just just you know, on Twitter. I think we're all as fans, aren't we? We're sort of waiting for that triple A to kind of drop like the next day, and it's just it just captures just that moment just perfectly, and you, you know it. it it's, it really is an underrated job that you guys do. I really mean that, you know. It's really humbling for me to see, because I didn't realise when I first started doing it how much recognition and how much people would love watching it. So, like, it's so humbling receiving, like, positive comments from fans and 
seeing how yeah, it's, it's a weird experience that I mean I've only been doing Dragon Art like a year or so and then I do the, the, the away commentaries I mean I get the best of both worlds because I've got a season ticket so I do get to sit <laughs> in the tech <laughs> end and, like, and then do the away commentaries but I was going to say like, I don't remember the home games for different reasons not because, <laughs> not because I'm filming it or anything <laughs> um, but it, it's it's been a weird experience, isn't it? Having like contact from people from America and other other places, just mm. e- even just interacting with you. Like I'm just some loser that watches the football, you know. Like, that's... I'll, I'll second that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how how has it been? Because obviously you film a lot. How has it been for you? Like it's, that's your work, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's your job. It's no, like you take a lot of pride in your work and stuff. So like there's so many amazing comments, and then like. Sometimes there is like the odd comment that's like, oh, why is that like that? Why is there no music there? Or you could have put music to make it. And then I'm like, no, how can, like, because I'm always trying to make it better and thinking, you know, getting inspiration from other people who, who do similar jobs to me and trying to make it, you know, go that one step further. How, how can I provide more with what I do? Um, but like in terms of the feedback, it's honestly, like, I've never had anything like it on, on any, anything. Like it's so amazing to receive the feedback and to know that people are enjoying watching them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I see. I'm quite happy if people criticise me on, on Twitter <laughs> because it's almost always. It's all no, it's not constructive. It's just correct. But I just think that you guys are doing more of an artistic thing, and so to criticise you for not putting music in there is like. You know, if they had Twitter in the old days, they'd be asking Da Vinci why he didn't put a second nose on Christ. You know, but, um, but I mean, that's the weirdest criticism on Twitter. Well, to be fair, but but am I wrong? Um, thank you. But I mean, Tommy, of course, you um, watch out for a really smooth link. You paint pictures with words. Right, yeah. <laughs> 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 is, is any particular point in the press box that has stood out for you this season, yeah. apart from the rare occasions you get to meet me? Yeah, of course, yeah. I always come over to see what pies you're eating. But, uh, but no, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I always ask, uh, what, what, what pies are you having today, Mark? It just says seven. No, but no, I, like I, I tell you, the one that sticks out, Mark, I've got to say, it's Coventry away. Um, obviously, I think I think we uh, scored to go two 0 up. Memory serves, and uh, I think it was the Elliot Lee goal. I think. Um, anyway, I, you know, I've had a few beers eight years old. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And um, and yes, I, I just got up and just emotion takes over. You know, it's supposed to be doing a job, but you're a fan as well, so you, yeah. you know you're celebrating. You, you know what it's like. You guys know what it's like. You get up, you punch in the air. And, you know, I just did a voice. You do that again, mate. I'm gonna knock you out. <laughs> That's a Coventry accent. That's a genuine Coventry accent. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, yeah. That was, that was all right. I know. That was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like Jimmy Hill never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was probably the the standout one. But to be honest, um, it was great. That just just when we won the league, is sort of looking and you know, I was sat by Rich, the leader all season, who's an absolute top bloke and a massive Wrexham fan as well. And it's great to share a moment like that, winning the league with Rich as well, and, and some of the other guys as well. People like. Um, uh, the other Rich from the Athletic as well has just jumped yeah. on board, but he's become a big Wrexham fan as yeah. well. 
Um, so yeah, just just great to share moments like that, really. Going back to that video though, uh, that the moment there's a video as well, isn't there? You, yeah, you jump yeah. up and then you can see the fans talking to the fans like what? Yeah, that's what I got all the moments. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was hilarious. Well, we scored the penalty in the last minute, and then some guy just was saying all sorts of things about Welsh people, wasn't he? And then decided to scream at Mark's laptop, didn't he? Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm shocked too. But yeah, he was shouting at things all always throughout the match. Was the thing is the olden the commentators are here and the fans were literally there, weren't they? So I thought we were going to get punched in the head at one point. I think when I had trouble with the away fans because I always get nervous being in front of them because they do shout stuff. Because we're like sat like right. Well, you're in with the crowd, aren't you? But we've got sometimes. And then one of them like said, I think. I don't know if you're going to put this in, but he said like, he said something, he kept shouting, shouting, and then I was like, I turned around and I like laughed in his face in a really stupid way, like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes, oh, well, at least I'm not on OnlyFans. And I just looked at him like, well, first of all, let me clarify, I'm not on OnlyFans. <laughs> like, what, like, what, what the hell am I paying £9 a month for then? <laughs> Yes, it was a guess. That was one of the other ones you came for. <laughs> and yeah, I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> No, I yeah. thought that the main purpose of Dragonheart was to ruin marriages, and now we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that Oldham bloke, there was like, it's a slightly, we were slightly higher up, yeah, weren't we? So yeah. his head was sort of that level, walking past. And for some reason, rather than shout at us, he, he stopped behind my laptop like that was a microphone. <laughs> Which might, might suggest why Oldham fans are so angry, because they got so far behind. You know, it's still 1970s there or something. No, not that I dislike Oldham in any way, sorry guys. Um, but he, was just, he just started shouting abuse into the back of the, mic, yeah. of the laptop, didn't he? Yeah. God bless him. I tell you what, though, Mark, it's times like those where you want an MMA fighter in your corner. Yeah. And I'll just leave it there that the, the one time I've actually had to get physical with somebody in a press box was what's his name? Beckford's dad. Not the Leeds lad, his dad. What was his first name? The big, yeah. Yeah, we had an argument over a team sheet, and we sort of we had a we had a weird sort of wrestling match while I kept commentating. I had, I had a co-commentator with me who, for some reason, you know, when you sort of spot the signs that maybe you should step in because the other you know the commentator is doing something like making a note or fighting a bloke, um, and he didn't step in at all. So I was there, sort of going, yeah, and it's uh, it's Sam Williams on the flank, you know, and it was, it was great fun. Um, Exactly, exactly right, yeah, yeah. Um, moment of the season, having talked about outstanding things. I, I thought beforehand, everyone's just going to save Ben Foster's save against Notts County, and it turns out everyone disagrees with me. Yeah. So, um, moment of the season, anybody? Come on. I'm going to go for the infamous sun picture. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, yeah. not that. For the moment of that all. Well, so all of it, because you're not expecting the players to just come right at you in your lens, and then just everything after that, 
10.1 million views on Twitter already. Uh, just um, everything that happened after that, obviously with uh, Sharp as well. What a top bloke he is! Yeah, no, I think that, that's my personal moment of the season. But, yeah. i got to say, I'd love Parky to sign him and put him in the reserves next year. <laughs> 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 yeah. Moments of the season? At that Oldham penalty. I really love yeah, that. Yeah. That was the moment I thought, yeah, we're going to win the league. Because we, we played awful throughout the whole game, had two opportunities in the last ten minutes and scored, and I thought, <laughs> this side's too good not to go up. You just love the Oldham game because that man shouted at us and because you got a free pie. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's up there, yeah. yeah. I'm still going for Ben Foster because, you know, it was good that. It's, yeah. it's a tough one. Um, Tom O'Connor's goal at Coventry for me because that, that was a real, yeah, mm. we're the real deal sort of moment. That really, that was, that was incredible. And I think the, the sellout women's game as well just because oh, yeah. that was... In, a, in another way, that's like, this is the real deal. This mm. is all, you know, we've had a lot of false dawns at Wrexham, but I, I think it's mm. going to be good for a couple of years, isn't it, at least? False dawn, please, false nine for Dominic you know, Nomad's yeah. women's. <laughs> We've tried. We've tried. <laughs> <laughs> they don't always land. Thank you very much. You know, I can say everything's numerical. A one's better than nothing. Any other suggestions or moments of the season? I think for me, personally, because I think as a you can have loads of season, you know, like Sheffield, yeah. uh, Coventry, but like going into the changing rooms after that final game and getting the emotions of the fa- uh, of the players, and that was just a whirlwind, whirlwind of a, a moment, you know, just you knew how much it meant, and then Parky walking in and I'm soaking them, and it's just like, because you were in there, Bob, as well, weren't you? And it's just. Like you're like, oh my god, it's actually happened. Because you never wanted like before that game we were all talking about it, but no one wanted to say, did they? Like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. Like, oh my god, but what if it doesn't happen? <laughs> and it's really like it's just like yeah, that moment for me I think. It's it. even though my camera is covered in beer. <laughs> <laughs> so the open census which shows that democracy doesn't work. It's Ben Foster yeah. then, is it? Yeah, all right. Yeah. I've got to be really obvious and say it, it has to be the Ben Foster save. Yeah, it just yeah. has to be. Um, you know, it's been a, just an unbelievable season from start to finish. You know, it really has. But that, that, that was just so special. And, you know, people say, you know, you can't write it. And it's, it, is, it is true, isn't it? It's like it's ridiculous. It's so far fetched. You know, he comes back after 16, 17 <laughs> years away. Saves a penalty in the last minute to essentially win us the league. Absolutely incredible. I think it has to be that, doesn't it? And and there was that, that clip from just before he retired where he said, "Oh, if I was going, if I was going to have one more moment, that it was, it was." He described basically what happened, didn't yeah. he? And that's yeah. just like the it encapsulates it all. Perfect penalty save. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, so it's the 98th minute. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> From yeah. Edwin Scott, he hates him that much that he was trolling him. I'm going to drop into his lead. I mean, the name yeah. sounds like one of my tides, mates. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 sounds like a mayor of Bloss Mando. <laughs> 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 well, look, it, it's, it's fantastic. The work that you do, all of you, is fantastic. Uh, 
Rob and Amy, what you do for the club is astonishing, and the output that we have and the quality of it is brilliant. And you know, Tommy, I quite like your food reviews. Um, <laughs> Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, you would have to have three mm. different styles of food. Are they doing food yeah. reviews now as well? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we're, we're looking to have people of your calibre who are working at the club or reporting on the club to keep everybody so informed. So thanks for joining us, and thank you very, very much. I'm Liam McClendon, and this is Dragon Heart. So we will be having the Goal of the Season competition launched in a couple of days as well. It's been a heck of a job making the shortlist, which is why, thanks to Bill's genius idea, we're going to have 32 teams yeah. in it. We're going to have a Goal World Cup. 32 teams? Goals. Yeah, I see, I'm, I'm, I'm already confused by it all. We've, spent, we've scored past more than 32 teams this season. We have, fair, yeah, so. yeah. We scored 140 yeah. goals. It was, yeah. you know, yeah. I thought it'd be fun watching them all again and ranking them, but I, I can't... I can't close my eyes now without seeing, you know, sort of like Luke Young score or something. So um, we've got a 32. The, all the voting will be done on the club's Twitter account. And there are some absolutely fantastic goals from the women's team and the under-19s team, as well as the men's teams, because we are one club. And, well, who better to talk about all of that than the boss, the big bosses of the women's side. Uh, Gemma Owen, Gareth Owen, and not Steve Wade. I'm absolutely <laughs> determined, Steve. Steve Wade, our physio in like what, the 90s. Yeah. And for some reason, I got some weird fixation where Steve Dale, I always called you Steve Wade. Um, and I'm keeping doing it. And now, on our running order, I've even done it on paper. So me and Shay have been wondering all week, yeah. who's Steve Wade? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to ask, so I'd be embarrassed in case it's just some member of staff I'm forgetting. Yeah, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, obvious, obvious first point, my God, what's a boy here? I mean, honestly, incredible for you all. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, going into, if we think about last season, um, and when Steve came into post, uh, and, and we went on the run that we did, which was which was absolutely fantastic. And to go down to the last game of the season and to, to just miss out in the, the manner that we did was, you know, something to be extremely proud of in terms of the run we went on. But just the disappointment of, of that and how we felt and how the girls felt, how the staff felt right at the end, that we were determined as a group of staff and players to not repeat that um, and to learn from that, build on top of that, and, and to, to go on better than what we did last season um, we've gone one better and then some this season so um, yeah it was really really incredible and very very proud season for us all yeah absolutely and obviously as James just said when you when the full time whistle went at London knowing you, you you know we were so close to, to winning it on the run that we went you know seeing your your rivals lifting a title in front of you it does sort of spur you on a little bit and you could see that hunger in the dressing room after the final whistle and you know we we, we drummed that message in throughout the pre-season that you know if we want to want to get there next year then that the hard work starts now and then you know you've got to give the girls a lot of credit for the way that they've carried themselves this season and they've obviously done done what we've set out to achieve and we've got over the line and got to the promised land where we want to be you, you often see teams don't you who are used to dominating they're the best team in their league 
And then when you put them in a situation, you might say Real Madrid at Man City, for example, where they've got to really try and dig in and, and survive and earn a result, it's not natural for them and they struggle with it. But then in that playoff game, because Britain very played well, had a lot of lot of the ball, took the game to us, they showed they had that character as well. It's not just that we can go at teams and we've got goal power, although we have. We've got the character to dig in, to fight when we haven't got the ball, and then to be able to strike decisively. And in, in, in many ways, that must have been, a, for a manager, such a satisfying uh, sort of way to win it. Absolutely. You know, the resilience that the girls showed that day was, you know, was impressive because Britain Ferry are probably one of the best teams that we played all last season. And, you know, I think that they'll they'll go again next year, and it wouldn't surprise me if they they got over the line next season with the quality that they've got. And I think the way that we soaked up the pressure and obviously took the chance that we needed when we took it was sort of you know testaments to the girls really, and and the you know individual performances on that day in the back four, and obviously with with Delling goals as well was a true testament because our defensive record this season had improved massively. We'd, we'd shipped a lot of goals last season, and very sloppy goals, and to only concede six this season in the league is just, you know, shows how, how far we've come. And then, Gareth, when your responsibility for the under-19s, ironically, you it, it's so well embedded. You know, football clubs always talk about having a vision and a purpose and, and a pathway up from the youth teams. And ironically, you guys have done it so well that you lost half your players for your cup final, which seems rather seems a bit harsh. You've done your job so well, you can't have half your players now. But um, that that game was, I mean, I I don't sound stupid, especially this season of all seasons. I don't remember when I've commented in a game and enjoyed it so much. I felt such pride in a Wrexham team because this was a side that were missing players. We're clearly playing against a side that had an awful lot of experience and an awful lot of resources behind it. You could see their quality. And we again earned our right to be in that game, and I think if the, with a little bit more rubber the green, we'd have actually won it. I would argue. Yeah, really proud. First of all, that the girls competed so well. Uh, the squad that they were. Yes, we were we were players down, but it gave the opportunity to players to come in and, and stake their own claim, I suppose, and play in a national final um, for the second year. Some of them. Uh, it was tough to take last year, five-one defeat against Cardiff. Um, it was tight until half time, and then I think we tired probably after about an hour. But then um, this year, yeah, a lot, lot, lot closer in terms of a game. So it was always our, you know, vision as staff that we do try and close that gap. Um, those Cardiff players, I suppose, that play in the Welsh Prem, young players that play in the Welsh Prem, probably gave them the edge this year. Um, and it's our job now, especially me and Jen with the 19s, to keep giving Steve as many problems as possible <laughs> in the first team and we'll push these girls on and make sure that they're competing week in, week, in, week out and pushing those first team girls. So again, I mean, oh sorry, Jake on. Well, I was just going to ask, was that frustrating at the time to have both finals at the same day? Was it a huge inconvenience? Surely that would have been. Yeah, it was, um, it was deeply frustrating. Um, we, we obviously did explain the situation we found ourselves in because it did only affect us it didn't affect any other team uh, that was involved in the finals that day but saying that what it allowed us to do and what it allowed our players to do is maybe those that, that wouldn't maybe have featured as much um, or would have got less game time it gave them an opportunity to go and show what they could do and I, I honestly believe that they went and did that. They, they did myself and Gaz and, and, and the, the staff as a whole. They did. They're so proud that day because they 
they went out and competed, as you as you rightly say, Mark, against a very, very good side with players missing, with our players missing, and they still went out there and, and got what I thought was a, a very credible result. And, and as you say, on, on another day, I honestly believe that we could have gone and won that game. So, yeah, it, it was highly frustrating. Um, to, to be honest, it was. But... I, I still think that it, it just showed a, a different side and it showed the character of the group that we were working with, which we've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed all season, to be honest. I'm lining up, as you two both know, a huge rant about the Welsh FA's role in development of women's football, which I will do when none of you are anywhere near me, so you can't be implicated, but it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. <laughs> and I will say as well, although I don't want to keep banging on about how you were robbed, but, I mean, Sue Ann getting clobbered like that, you've got only three subs one of them was a goalkeeper, there were two defenders, so there's no scope to freshen the tiring team up, no scope to replace like for like when your top goal scorer has to go off injured. I just, I just, I, I loved every element about that game except the actual results. I just thought it was magnificent. I don't think any Wrexham fan watching that would feel ludicrous amount of pride, um, as they must do about just the entire situation. It must be thrilling the buzz around the women's team. I mean, that attendance at the racecourse. It's more than twice, not just any women's match in Wales, but any men's league match in Wales, apart from games in the English system. I mean, we realistically, if the Welsh FA are smart enough to catch on to this, um, could be the first country in Europe, really, where the men's league is not as anywhere near as, as prestigious as the women's league, I would argue. Yeah, the, that, that game on that day, we, we, to talk about the build-up to that game, when we were given the go-ahead to do it, initially we were, um, can we wait until after we've played Rill? Um, because I think playing Conskey on that environment, on that stage, with the title still in, on, in the balance, we felt that we didn't want to put that kind of pressure on the players. Um, so it was like, look, can we just hold off and see how we do against Rill first? Um, and then obviously we went and, and, and beat Rill and then it was like right okay we'll go ahead we'll, all, we'll go all guns blazing on this now um, and then the first thing we wanted to do was, was there was, there was a, a target to aim for which was the current domestic record um, not the use of aim to go for records but it just gave us somewhere to aim towards um, playing against the key in, in a league game if there was a, if there was going to be any other game we played on the race course, it would have been that one because uh, you know Connors Key have done so well this season. We were neck and neck. You were very much like the men's team were not to count me all season. So when when we when we were starting to push the game, then obviously we were champions at, at that point. So it just all sort of lended itself to to everything else and it just all came together really really nicely and it, it went past the 5,000 it went past the record and you know I'm saying well can we keep going and the club were like well if you can if you can get the interest and if you can sell them we'll, we'll keep opening bits of the ground we'll keep going um, and you know in, in all credit to the club there they, they honoured that to the point where we, we nearly sold out so I think you know to, to have a game of that uh, nature the fact that it was against our closest league rivals at the time, um, th to see all of those people that came to watch us and came out and supported us, you know, it goes to show the appetite for women's and girls' football that there is in North Wales. 
but not only that I think somebody touched on it before I think it was Mia where she was on about little boys coming to watch now I only said this to someone the other day that we've had to work hard and continue to work hard to show boys that girls can play football and it's something that we've sort of battled against for many many years or you know girls can't play football they can't come and play with us on the playground and I don't I don't mean to say that's with everybody but it was certainly a, an issue but that game and bringing your your son your young son to come and watch those kind of games that makes women's football and girls football normal and then it becomes a point where it's not a thing it's just someone playing football and I think that that game went a long way towards that which was was pretty special what what was really nice for for us like me and Che brothers like we went with my nan and my uh, cousin who's younger she's about 14 uh, and and Che's two younger lads like actually like my nan who's who's nearly 80 was the one who's been like oh I'm not really sure about going to a women's game not in a not in a funny way but obviously she's just a bit older she's not used to watching women's football yeah. and stuff and actually she came away saying oh it's really good yeah. oh I'd go to that again and you know and and hopefully Chase Chase lads grow up and it's oh yeah we're going to watch Wrexham on Saturday yeah, or Sunday this week you know said, my both the boys said they went to watch the football in say women's football yeah. they yeah. said oh we had to watch the football and they were but mm. they were only very little but they were just buzzing to see goals and they were buzzing mm. to see the players running around they didn't really care it was a man or a woman you know, that's, that's the nicest thing about it as well is that you know a lot of kids especially after that game they just see the kit they see the badge they see the club they don't see the men's side or the women's side and you know it's, and that, that's yeah that's a, that's a really special thing but going back to what you were saying then about families coming to watch now I know a lot of families go to watch the men's game um, but what was lovely was there were so many people there that day who might not have been to watch a game before they might not have watched women's football before but they it was it was a family occasion and a family outing and I thought that that was lovely that you know we were bringing people together which uh, you know I thought was was really special too. There's a, I use the word special a lot, but there were there were a lot of special moments about that day, and those were definitely some of them. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife got a block of twenty, and just took loads of mates, and I think only one of them, or two of them, had been to a football match before. They all absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. It was just it was a it was a, a fantastic day, but also you know we. I, I, <laughs> A bugbear of mine is the way that some coverage almost implies it's not real competitive football. Like my my big issue, I ranted every week about this. <laughs> S4C interviewing people during matches when you're watching the football to see what happens. If they did that in a, a men's match, they'd be chaos. They haven't gone nuts, and yet they do that quite happily. Uh, in each one, in fact, my wife, a Welsh speaker, was waiting for them to come to her in the stand in the playoff, so she could go live on SOC to say, "Why the hell are you interviewing me in Welsh when you should be showing the match?" And they missed one of Dell's saves because they were interviewing people in the crowd. But you know, it ran over. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I really, I really enjoyed the demographic of the crowd. I really did. You know, all the families, the little kids. You know, I, I feel really comfortable bringing my young family to a football match where some man, men's games I wouldn't. You know, so I'm really looking forward to next season and on next season. 
what are the challenges for next season there? Well, obviously we we know we know that the challenge is going to be difficult for us, but you know this is this is what we've worked towards for well since we reformed in 2018, was it? Yeah, so. You know, it was always an ambition of ours to, to get a group of players together that, you know, love playing for the badge and obviously can be competitive. You know, we've, we've done well over two seasons now and we had a couple of good successes in the Cup against some higher opposition. So we know, we know eyes are going to be on us now. There's, you know, going to be a lot of pressure. Uh, but for us, it's about embracing that and relishing that challenge to, to become competitive in the league above and build on our success with what we've done so far. So we're all excited, we're all looking forward to it, but we obviously want to be as successful as we can going forward. What's, what's great for us as fans is we're finally going to be able to play Cardiff and Swansea again, which has been a long time since the rest of playing those teams, isn't it? You know, I'm really looking forward to, to watching those games, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully we can do some coverage. Well, that'd be a lovely yeah. idea, but absolutely, 100%. And I mean, Gareth, I know you used to enjoy putting Cardiff and Swansea to the sword. I seem to remember you scoring against Swansea from about six miles out in a different, oh, different post calls. Good day. I'll tell you what, I, think I speak for every Wrexham fan in saying that, that what you have done has enhanced our enjoyment of the club, has enhanced our enjoyment of our weekends to see the women's teams doing so brilliantly um, and to, to give us more heroes and heroines is always a good thing as far as I'm concerned so yeah I'm not sure the missus is going to be happy that I'm going to be away on a Saturday and a Sunday yeah. from now on rather, rather than just a Saturday <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I'll, I'll bring her on a Sunday she comes to the women's game she enjoys that more than the men's so. absolutely yeah I'm really looking forward to taking my kids next season really looking forward to it Brilliant. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for your support as well. Obviously, they're, they're going the, the, the way forward that we are going. You know, we are going to rely and, and need on the, the support that we've got already, but we'd be looking to build on that as well. And, and involving us in, in podcasts such as this, I think, is is really important to us as a, as a group of staff, certainly a group of players. So we really appreciate what you're doing you're as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you put your foot in it now, you'll be on every week now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to get the three of you together and get your shared perspective. Absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you for all you do for the club and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice thank you. Cheers. I'm Luke Young and this is Dragonheart. Right, we've, uh, we've seen the terrifying to last. <laughs> <laughs> so the man himself... Mike the ref, Sorry. the man who enlivens every commentary that we have. We do have, um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to embarrass him. His VAR man in the corner. He's in the back of this place yeah. is Stockley Park, and he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Mike says anything that's wrong, he's going to jack swing and be on him like that. Um, and also, we have, you know, the man himself from. Bank Street Social itself, Phil Glanders, because big Wrexham fan, yeah. and we thought. Let's wrap it up by saying thank you to you for hosting us. Absolutely, pleasure to have you. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic to be here. It really, really is. And also to. I didn't mean it that much, but okay. <laughs> and also, I mean, well, Phil, to just ask you first, I mean, what an experience this season has been. 
and it must have been fantastic for you here as well because I'm sure you're getting an awful lot of American customers all of a sudden. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like match days now, we're regularly getting 20, 20 odd different Americans coming in, even non-match days, um, and just generally just just it's been nice to talk a lot. It's basically, we're a bit of a talking shop for, for yeah. football, and it's um it's good that it's it's almost become inescapable, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it's quite quite often we have our regulars, so I guarantee after every match the next the next morning it's going to be like, did you watch the match? What do you think this week? Mm-hmm. There's always lots of talking points. So um so yeah, no, it's um. It's an old adage that when the football team's doing well, the town does well, and yeah. it's 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 been quite surreal getting used to. But it's yeah, it's it's great, it's exciting. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? And Mike, you've been the sort of the, the fifth Beatle of our commentary. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I feel like the Pete best. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, for anyone watching who doesn't realise, I mean, Mike's a qualified ref. Yes. You, you, you were in a previous Dragon Heart talking about how you corruptly gave a penalty to yes. the in a pre-season match. It was not the best story I've ever been told. <laughs> um, Which is cracking interviews as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But the thing that you've done so beautifully for us is that you will text us messages, as you're also goes a ref, refereeing assessor. Yes. When... When we are commentating, you're sending us messages on what you think about refereeing decisions, yes. which is brilliant. Um, the, the, the feature, probably the commentary, that people love the most. And when we were asking people this week, uh, you know, about what they like about the commentaries, you featured very heavily um, because you are brilliant in the way that you do it. Oh, thank you. Um, and and also. Uh, you have a hell of a sense of humour about you as well, so it sends you at it in as well. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to say that as well, that I love when we do the commentary, that when all the mics are off, um, there's been a decision that obviously we maybe can't talk about as in-depth in here because you don't want to get in trouble, so it was like, Mark, give, give Mike the rest of the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do, yeah, here, pick it up, ask a few times, ask Mike, the, and I've kind of got my, um, when I'm assessing, I assess like I assess in England. So when Wrexham were playing ridiculous away in the London, all those London teams, I'd have my headphones on, listening to your commentary, assessing the referee, but trying to text you, work out what's going on at the same time, and when trying to decipher what decisions been made without actually seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> like so many national league, league Absolutely, right. yeah, don't go there. But uh, it, it, it does enliven things so much, doesn't yeah. it? And, and straightens us out when we clearly don't know the rules. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Well, then, you make man wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you are very adamant on your decisions, Oh, gosh, yeah. I won't have anyone question my authority. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm often wrong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Mike's like the one. Person. Referee, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's no uh, game management whatsoever. No question about it. But, I mean, it, it's... It must be frustrating for you when you watch games. Well, especially I see the assistants because I'm in the Macron stand, as you know. Um, but I'm row H, so eight, eight bits up. And the assistant liner our side is normally a nightmare. <laughs> um, I'll say the referee standard this season has probably improved slightly. Um, I think a lot of referees who came last year came this year and know what to expect. Um, and plus, I think the discipline of the team has helped yeah. because this year they don't, well, the fair play shows it, doesn't it? They don't get involved with the referees, and referees love a bit of confrontation. They love having to make a decision, and 
in the National League, referees are what, like, one step away from the FL, and that is the holy grail as a referee. So you've got that pool of referees, and there's 24 referees or how many, all battling for the assessor's marks, and they're assessed. The more difficult the game, the higher the mark they can get. So I think I sent you some marking schemes. Before. So, 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 sorry, so, so, so a ref's referee in, say, the Wrexham Notts County game, yeah. instead of, I don't know, a game at the beginning of the season like Wrexham Eastleigh, they'll get more points for the Notts County game then. So it's how difficult. The, the Notts County game would have been a difficult game as a referee, but it's, it's subjective. So it, any game could be difficult to referee for example if you get like the teams that come who waste time and like sort of like walking you who, who sit on the ball they're difficult to manage so what the assessor does he rates the game is it a very difficult difficult no and then what that does it opens the, if it's a very difficult game it opens up a higher it can open up a higher mark so normally a referee on a normal standard game, so that wrestling against Barnet or one six nil, it's an easy game to referee. If the referee doesn't make the mistake, you get an eight point four. That's the maximum mark you can get. But if it's a difficult game like Notts County, he could get. He can go up to the, the assessor can go up to a nine. Ah, uh, okay, right. So. Yeah. Then like a, a, a derby game that's quite heated, they're going to get more for it. Yeah. So then. The top so many referees will move to the EFL, the bottom so will go down to the uh, Conference National North or South. And, and at the end of the season, because I assess our Northwest Counties or the Premier League, the assessor marks are calculated and there's a relegation promotion for referees on, on that basis. Yeah. And some referees will be controversial to make the game difficult and bring it back. I know because I did it. <laughs> it does explain a lot that though, yeah. to be fair, yeah. When does your autobiography come out exactly? <laughs> but it's it, it, it's it's just it's great to get your perspective. And I've got to be honest about it's great when I see something and I'm angry. And then you back me up. That really feels good. Sure. Because I've got in the habit of as well is I'll be out with the dogs on a, when you, you release the commentary. Because if I'm at home, I don't hear your commentary. Or if I'm at the game, I don't hear it. So what I do is I, I genuinely listen to it. And I know I've texted Mark a few times and messaged him and said, oh, by the way, this, that, the other on the, on the comment. Or you might, you know, it's like I think I want to do a piece on offside as well and explain that to the American audience. Um, and the, you know the, the finer points of the laws of the game as, as they're known I, I always thought offside was fairly straightforward until I watched Match of Day last Saturday and I had the Liverpool goal which really sort of blew my mind a little bit um, I don't know. but I mean I've, I've got to say as well Phil I mean one of I said to you last week uh, my, my clearest memory of the final whistle and Boreham Woods was turning and I kept seeing you in the, the seats just to the left of us, just just with the most happiest looking face I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, you were loving that moment. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. No, it was um, it was weird. I was, I was sitting last week as well that I I kind of felt like I had I kind of felt quite underwhelmed in that. I kind of almost almost sort of half expected it, which is a real privileged thing to say. But I, I kind of I kind of um, felt like I'd used all of my emotional 
outburst at, at Notts County. So yeah. obviously, with that still being fresh in the in the mind, and, and <laughs> even again, you know, a goal after 43 seconds when we concede, and it was it was quite surreal because I think there was a lot of people. I think half the crowd even noticed, and it was, it was only looking at the scoreboard. We go, oh, because there was no. But even then, you kind of felt, yeah, of course, it's it's you know, it's we've gone down one 0 but. We'll win this 2-3-1. It, it just felt like yeah. didn't it? Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, um, it, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's one of the things you'll never forget. Like, it's, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so from a personal point of view, what, what's your guys' favourite moments to see this from start of you, mate? I think, without sounding corny, it's most home games, because I, I live away from Wrexham now. Yeah. live in Oldham, and I'll try and hunt that guy down who shouted at you. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I will show him the red card. <laughs> and I will expect a nine off the assessor mark. <laughs> but I, I say without sounding corny, it's because I, I sit with Jack, Jack who's oh, my sister, my fan. I give him a more lift to the game and, you know, pops and says hello. It's every home game to me is important because I'm spending time with my family. So that's personal moment for me, but I think as well, seeing Jack's face when we won the league, he goes on the pitch, and you kind of got that ecstatic look. I come up and said hello to you guys, and like, what do you do? It's like you want to celebrate with everybody. So I think the moment of the season is when that final whistle goes, and we all pile on the pitch, and the smoke bombs, and you think we've done it. We're there. We're in the AFL. Hard work's been done. Um, so to me that that will stand out and spend the time going back to Wrexham because it's a nice town, a nice city, and you know being involved and get, I think the special moments and football brings all that together. I'm going to go a little little left field and, and it's going to be a non-footballing moment for me. It was it was um, obviously as a, as a local business we, we're always trying to sort of promote ourselves and sort of getting in with football. Um, I've always tried to. Just make people sort of smile and stuff with the little chalkboards for outside. So yeah. it, was, it was probably triggering all the, the Sheffield fans because every now and then we still get tweets off of them, and it's, it was it was just such a little. I, I always try and find a coffee angle for everything. So the next the next day after the Sheffield United game, I just put up on the board. Um, not even our coffee's as bitter as Billy Sharp. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then nothing. But then three weeks later, I think like a, a, a fan group from Sheffield United picked it up. And it just, we just, just got so much, so much, so much um, usual stuff that you get on Twitter. And so it was good. So I think it was just trying to get them little interactions in with the board and making people laugh. And, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite an unforgettable season all around. Really. When you got a cracking board out today as well, especially for us, which I'm, we need some rounds to take a photo of before we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one last thing I'd, I'd like to say, which is that we were... In preparing for this, we, we put a lot of questions out to the, the Ask Wrexham community, the fans who listen to the broadcast, listen to this show as well, and we, we had the idea, because we were impressed with some of the things people were saying, that maybe we should have a, an Ask Wrexham Hall of Fame, or a, a Dragonheart Hall of Fame, and put somebody in each year who goes above and beyond. And so we would like you, Mike, to be the first person in our Dragonheart Hall of Fame, because, firstly, genuinely your contributions, the way, chipping into the commentaries and the way you do it is genuinely loved by our listeners. Yeah. And there's something 
I think, unusual that you don't tend to get in, in broadcasts. Um, and secondly, because so many people using Ars Wrexham, and especially this week when I've asked about it, have mentioned you and said how helpful you are, and that if people want to know things about the town, if they're not from here or whatever, that you're very quick to support them and give them that. So I think there's no question that you deserve to be our first member of the Dragon Art Hall of Fame. So well done, Mike. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Speech. No, no. <laughs> no. Fair enough, fair enough. But this has been an absolute treat, first time we've done this, and I reckon this feels like, uh, you know, with Phil's permission, uh, and a regular thing, I reckon it's been an absolute, good, absolute treat, absolutely is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're available for children's parties and bar mitzvahs as well, of course. I think that's it. Any final words to say, or shall we just clear our phone? I think we should just clear our phone. I think we probably yeah. should. Well, that wraps up the season for Dragonheart, doesn't it? Yeah. We'll be back soonish, but come on, give us a break. Oh, yeah, we need a bit of a break. I think. <laughs> yeah. and there's probably not going to be much to report about, and then oh. all of a sudden there's going to be a billion things to report about. Well, it is, exactly it is right. rising week this week, oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> I say that. Yeah, I say that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who so, knows this club? Who yeah, really knows? Exactly. Who knows, yeah. We'll so, be back next week. Yeah, back next week. <laughs> Talk about Zlatan's arrival. Yeah. <laughs> this is bus parade. <laughs> no, but it's been a pleasure, hasn't it, to, to bring the season through the commentaries and Dragon Art and the podcast and everything. What a way to finish. Amazing, yeah, absolutely. Thanks you all for listening, and well, this has been Dragon Art.